This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Welcome back. Winning Plays Podcast, Rich Levine, Brian Robb. B-Rob, you and I both woke up this morning. You did. Always, o- always something to celebrate. <laughs> but Marcus Smart wakes up with nearly $80 million. It's not in his bank account yet, but it's all but guaranteed. Uh, we can say congrats to Marcus, I think, first. I mean, that's a, that's a hard-earned $80 million. <laughs> I mean, he's going to be – he's set up now to play, what, 12 years of the Celtics if he plays out this contract, which is uh, a rarity in this day and age. I don't know if it's going to happen. We'll talk about that later. But um, not only good news for, for the Celtics, um, I'd say good news for the name of this podcast. Um, Mr. Winning Plays. I mean, Mr. Winning Plays is, is sticking around. Not that not that Winning Plays won't live on, you know, can apply to wherever, but um, perhaps the master of the Winning Plays, um, again – Four more years in Boston, which takes him through what? What is it? Twenty twenty six or something like that? I didn't I even look. Twenty six. Yeah. So set up for maybe twelve years and set up in many ways generationally, uh, which is awesome. It's good for Marcus. What do you What do you think of the deal first and foremost? Just in general, like, is this? Did it? Yeah. Four years. Obviously, it's the max the Celtics could offer him. Four years, seventy seven million dollars. Um, was it just a simple factor of saying, "Hey, let's um." we know you're not going to be happy this year. You're probably going to be worth this money. So let's like, let's, let's, let's pay you. So you're, you're happy going into this year. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't see Marcus as one of those guys who's going to be unhappy about his contract and let it show on the court for whatever reason. Um, I think it was just, but even off the court though, I think still that's just as important. I think with a, with a team like this. Yeah, no, that's true. And and it could also, and I don't mean this as a knock against Marcus, but it could be lack of better options where like maybe there were some other things they would have rather done. Sure. But those things didn't work out. So now you're looking at the current situation and you're saying this is the best deal for now. And it might also be the best best deal for the next couple of years. Um, but I think one thing and we'll again, we're going to talk about whether or not Marcus is probably going to get tra- <laughs> whether or not he's probably going to get <laughs> traded, whether or not he will get traded, whether we think that he actually will still be here in, in 2026. But I think one thing we know for pretty sure is. October 20th, short of injury, always in the in the cards when we're talking about Marcus, but short of injury, Marcus Smart will be in the lineup at MSG against Kemba Walker and the Knicks on October 20th. We don't think he's getting traded before this season. Well, actually, so, no, so he can't be now. He Six months, he's safe. Perfect. So he's not getting traded. If he is healthy, he will be in the lineup on opening night. And here's what I want to know. For this season, what's, what is the ideal? If Brad Stevens, when they sat down, you imagine there have been conversations. Uh, but if you were going to have an honest conversation with Brad and say, who do you need Marcus Smart to be for this team to be the best version of this team? What do you need? I, to me, this you kind of look back to um, probably the, the only thing that went well or one of the only things that went well during the 2018-19 season for the Celtics was Marcus Smart when healthy. I think being the facilitator slash you know, taking open threes um, and obviously working his ass off on defense, but really embracing being a secondary part offensively. And that's a situation where he hasn't been able to do that as much the last couple of years. I think some of that is by circumstance. I think some of that is by him trying to, you know, bite off a little bit more um, than he can chew. Um, But I think the best situation for Brad Stevens and Ime um, as new head coach is to say now, Hey, smart. You got your money here. 
Like we need you just to do whatever we need you to do on a certain night. Some night that might just be you're facilitating other nights. Okay. You're getting real hot and getting left wide open. Yeah. Like let it fly. But, and but that's but, been, but that's been a problem. That's been a, a place where he gets, and we've seen it. We've seen right. Marcus get hot for stretches. It's then what happens after the hot. Right. It's like one of those, he's like one of those guys where sometimes where he'll hit like a tough shot and he'll be like, Ooh, like maybe long-term it's better for that not to go in and him right. to not get it in his mind that that's going to be a weapon for him. Um, but yeah. And I think, uh, do, do you think that he has to start? And okay. You don't want to change the way you play too much. Cause Marcus smart is Marcus smart. But as you get older now, as you are be, like, you are the third most important player on this team. Right. Uh, yeah. I think that's, I think that's safe to say that could change. The third most the valuable. Yeah, they're most, most valuable. valuable I mean, probably. yeah, you look at the right, you look at the money and you look at um again who the other options are. Could eventually Rob Williams or something like that become more important than Marcus Smart? Yes, but he's not there yet. And so to your point, that's like, I mean, uh, until further notice, he is the third most important Celtic. So do you think there's any change in maybe the way he plays? Is Marcus Smart gonna maybe have to take it down to 105% <laughs> instead of 110%? I mean. I do think it's from a standpoint that, and this is something, you know, it's kind of ironic that the Celtics would have been far better off two years ago when Kyrie walked be like, okay, let's, let's hand the keys to Marcus at point guard and do that. Marcus and, now, and Terry. Marcus and Terry. Right. Yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, certainly that would have been better off than um, giving Kemba that deal. Um, but now you're, you're looking at it again and saying, okay, Marcus, this is, you're getting it for real. We're, we're, we're not only are we paying you, but we're going to make you the starting point guard. And we need you to be a facilitator first and foremost, because we did not have enough of that last year from this position. Yeah. And the thing is, and, we, and it's not like we're wondering, Hey, can Marcus Bart do that? Can he be happy doing that? Because we've seen that for stretches too. Oh yeah. You've seen both versions, right? The guy that we're, that we're fearful is going to maybe get a little too big for his britches, take some shots that he shouldn't maybe even shoot the Celtics out of games in key in, in, in key spots. Correct. Or the guy who is entirely selfless, and not to say that he's selfish when he's taking those shots, but a guy who is the facilitator who, again, he's going to get maybe a, a, a few open jump shots just on swing passes or whatever it is. Like those are the ones like maybe off no dribbles or one dribbles, maybe what you're hoping for in Marcus Smart three-pointer. But we've seen that guy who can just be, you know, really like the best of what we saw in Gordon Hayward when he was here, a guy that can get into space, a guy that can create good looks for his teammates, a guy who could work really well with Rob Williams. We've seen him work really well with Rob Williams in a pick and roll. Um, and yeah, I mean, if you, if you can get that consistently and winning will do that, right. The Jays being available consistently and not forcing Marcus into having to play hero ball, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. But I mean, if we're talking right now, a, a five man unit of Schroeder, Marcus, Jalen, Jason, and Rob Williams, that's inspiring to me. Like that is that 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 that's like that is I'm excited to see that team. Yeah, I mean, assuming that smart intruder can hit 34, 35% of their threes, yes. Sure. That, that that's the wild card of that group. And with Josh Richardson throw him in there too. That like those three man, you know, I think those three guys will be playing the majority of the time in the backcourt, just in different rotations. Um, yeah. So if those guys can hit not only hit and obviously take smart threes, that's the thing. And so I think again, the biggest thing. With with smart when you're when you're looking at this um, to to your points in terms of like we've 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 seen the the great version of smart offensively and it exists and it can be 
he can the Celtics can thrive with him in that role. Um, and so now I think the biggest thing is how does Ime Odoka like having a maybe a former player in that role to kind of not the steps of smart, but to like, hey, like your fourth your heat check back there, like no, <laughs> like cut that crap. And now even too that like if he does that stuff, guess what? You're gonna be benched for crunch time for Schroeder and, and Richardson. Like actually having viable alternatives there in situations where things get out, you know, not out of hand, but like, I don't think this is going to happen much, but like there is like there, there are viable offensive alternatives now offensively in crunch time. If smart for as a reason, is just not, you know, staying in his lane. So I'm going to say this before we, we change gears into a sort of a more, uh, a conversation. I was going to save the question for the, for the end, but I'll do it now. I think it works better. Marcus smart. Where does he rank all time on, uh, on the Celtics franchise list for three pointers made? So, so Paul Pierce is pretty oh, handily. Pierce. No, I, I feel like yeah. I saw him get high, you know, in that ranking or surprisingly high in that ranking. So Paul, so Paul Pierce has double the amount of number two, who is Antoine Walker. Uh, number three is Ray Allen, yep. who is about 140 behind Antoine. And then 139 three-pointers behind Ray Allen, fourth all time in Celtics franchise history is Marcus Smart. Uh, so I think our goal, I think we should track this this season. We do not want Marcus Smart because, again, maybe maybe if he hits 139 threes, uh, I mean that's a, a hot shooting Marcus Smart. But I think just in the so sticking with the theme of him not shooting as much, <laughs> let's let's hope. I mean, it'd be, it would be it would be nice if we celebrate him passing Ray Allen. But I don't want Marcus Smart to surpass Ray Allen this season. That might be crazy to say that I don't want him to hit threes, but I just don't want him to have to hit that many. Right. I agree. I like where your head's at there. That's like a good measuring stick. Um, and let me say, if, if, if it does happen, then Antoine Walker and Marcus Smart will be two and three all time. <laughs> uh, but I mean, eventually, like Jalen and, and Jason are. How long hot. does he have to go for Pierce? Like, Pierce had, must have how big of an edge? So Pierce has 1,823, and Antoine has 937. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's really not close. But I mean, we're looking. So Jason and Jalen are six and seven. Larry Bird is, is fifth overall, which is pretty cool. Right. So that's but, what uh, I was thinking of. I saw him like he passed smart past Bird this past season. And so for other reasons, like, oh, was this like obviously Bird's not one on the list, but like I saw that was a huge story, like a oh, huge funny story at some point. So that made me think of that's yeah. So that's kind of J- Jalen and Jason will both pass Larry um, sadly uh this year. I mean, assuming they're healthy, but they're they're well within right. They're both within a hundred threes of of Larry. So you figure that's nuts. that. Uh, rounding out the top 10, eight is Avery Bradley, nine is Isaiah Thomas, and 10 is Walter McCarty. Wow. Yeah. Let's hear from our sponsor, Bet Online, which is the fastest and easiest way to bet on your, all your sports action. We know baseball season's in full swing right now. They just got out of the all-star break, but you can get odds on that. NBA, off-season stuff, NHL, UFC, real-time updated odds and props, almost anything you can imagine. So before things get going, we know you want to make some summer league bets, Rich, too. So before you oh, do cool. that, yeah. head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and take advantage of the 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't sit on the sidelines. You can use the promo code CLNS50 to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. It's Bet Online, your online sports experts. It's a fun stuff. Anyways, so let's talk about Bradley Beal. <laughs> on the topic of the Celtics top 10 uh three-pointers maybe maybe at some point and you know, in 2027 when, when we're doing this podcast we'll talk about Bradley Beal being in contention to to, to pass uh 
Ray Allen. The the smart signing, the extension, it really doesn't change much about the pursuit of Bradley Beal. Not not when it comes to Beal, I don't think, because ultimately we've talked about this before. The the more likelier path to Beal was always gonna be a trade or a sign and trade. And smart being under contract now doesn't change like doesn't impact anything you can do with a trade or a sign and trade like he could you could sign and trade for Beal and have smart be included in that deal you could potentially sign and trade for Beal and you're find a way to keep smart and give him everything else um so that dynamic doesn't change not but it does it does take away obviously the you know the ace in the the back pocket of saying the threat to hold over teams when you're like talking trade being like hey we give him up cap room and and give you nothing and sign Beal outright. Like that threat is gone now. Um, right. And all I did with, with this deal. And, and I'm, you know, I'm sure that the Celtics front office looked at this, I'm sure for all, from all sorts of angles and, and decided that, Hey, this is, you know, we think this contract is going to age well. And we think the, the pros of having smart under contract for being here or elsewhere in a deal for the next few years is better than, having him on the contract year and then having that extra flexibility to, to open up cap room. Yeah. That's why in terms of Marcus potentially being traded a friend of mine uh, said this in a text today that made sense. And maybe this is out there. I don't know. He's Brent, my friend, Brendan is the one who I'm giving is, as, as my source, but just saying that when it comes to trade talks, Marcus smart, like we said, is your third most valuable player. You're not trading the one and two most valuable players. <laughs> So if there is a trade, it is most likely going to involve Marcus Smart. I mean, is Peyton Pritchard the third most valuable player though? Now, is after, after if we're the talking uh, uh, pro ams and where was where was that pro am they went? Yeah, was Portland, Portland? Yeah, Portland. Yeah, Portland pro am. Yeah, no, yeah, he's he's that was impressive. And is he going <laughs> to play tonight? Is he going to play tonight? So the word in the street is he's playing tonight. He he talked his way back in. He 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 had the old the quote unquote prior engagement to leave Vegas. Um, I, I dominated after three games and wanted to play in this hometown tournament. Maybe he had something else going on. Who knows? Yeah. But obviously the team was totally going to fit. Most guys take off after three games anyway. And then, but no, they made that championship and the guy, the guy wants the ball. So he's, he's back in Vegas. And I have think the they're going to give Have the Celtics ever won a summer league title? I don't think so. I think this is, could be a legendary night tonight. This could be, wow. could be historic. Um, okay. That's exciting. But what, when you look at, I also wonder too, with the smart thing, the extension now, is there any, do you see, I mean, let's play devil's advocate here for the second, like with, with smart, like, could this contract like not look great in a couple, like in a year or two, like what happens? Like, how does this contract, like, what's the downside here? Obviously the, the odds are in favor of being a good value deal. He bounces back this year. Um, and at very least it's like, you know, net neutral, like, you know, you, you want to keep them or, you know, some team will give you something for them, but um, where does, could this go bad at all? Like giving him a long contract like this? Yeah. I mean, listen, we're, when we're talking about a, a franchise and a, a fan base that just lived through Gordon Hayward, that just lived through Kemba Walker about what, like, what you think typically a, a safe uh, long-term deal can, can, can look like. And how that can play out, and how 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 fast it can be. Sometimes you never want to say never, right? There's always a chance that he that he messes up his knee or did, 
breaks a leg and never is the same and you never reclaim that that value right we've seen that but like if marcus smart is available right if he can keep himself healthy uh where he can play let's not even say 82 like play 70 games a year right play 60 65 games a year so let's say 70 um I don't see, especially if we're assuming that the cap's going to go up a little bit, right? Yeah. Moving forward, uh, throw in those two things. And I think it's a pretty safe bet that you're, you know, that you're going to be okay with this deal. He has to embrace his role though. Like of the point guard thing. That's a, that's the one thing, the other factor beyond injury of like, if he, if you get last year's version of smart, which I don't think you're going to get, cause there was a lot of variables there. And, you know, and the team just wasn't set up well for, a host of reasons we've already can get into. Um, but that version of smart to me, the guy who tries to do too much in the fourth quarter and stuff like that's not, that's not going to, it's not gonna make a become a terrible contract, but that's probably a contract that, you know, you might think about moving on from before, you know, sooner rather than later. Yeah. And then I get, like, is it too late at that point? I don't know. I mean, you say like, they talk about the Timberwolves. I saw that report today that maybe they were, somewhat interested in making a run at Marcus. Like I'd love to know more about that. Um, but Jared Culver didn't do anything for you. <laughs> I, actually, I like Jared Culver. Like I, I, I always was surprised with what, what a disaster it was in Minnesota that he didn't get more run, or maybe that, you know, maybe I'm just wrong. Like they, they were with yeah. him every single day. Like, but, um, but yeah, no, I think I, I, you would assume that there's been conversations with Marcus. I, I, I would assume that there's been an open line of communication whether it's email and I know you might call Marcus one of the pillars, right. Of this, right. of this core. So you got to assume that there's been a lot of conversation, honest conversation, you know, even before they, they agreed on this extension that Marcus knows what he's getting into. I mean, again, cause he, he, he at the very least, he knows that he, like, like we keep saying the third most talented, most valuable, like he would have to defer to the Jays. Right. So as long as, like I said, as long as they're healthy, as long as we're not, like you said, like, like you said, like last year, and the year before when Kemba was never really around when you needed to needed him to be, when all of a sudden it was like, okay, Marcus, we need you to be Kemba. Like that wasn't totally fair to him, but if you can consistently just have him be Marcus smart, I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. I'm looking at Minnesota's roster here to see who they could have possibly offered for smart. If the Celtics were engaging. Um, talks. And it's yeah. honestly, they, there's not much to D'Angelo. I mean, D, I mean, D'Angelo, no talents, obviously they wouldn't be offering him um malik beasley meh he's i mean he's talented he's, he's just he talented. also just got he's out of jail i think too yeah, yeah, yeah like that that's a that would have been uh you know you're not sure where you're getting there um and then honestly anyone else in that roster like yeah like jade mcdaniel they have some interesting younger guys but you could see why they there was not enough there to uh to entice boston um and it's funny going back to just coming for a circle on smart steel here. I remember vividly one of the first conversations, you know, when this other signed up for the first time for the four-year contract, what are back in 2017, I think, um, or maybe it was 2018. And I remember having a talk with smart agent at the time, happy Walters. And one of the first thing he said was that, you know, the money, talking about the money, like, yeah, this is a, this is a tradable contract. Um, but now he's officially going to make it through that contract without being traded. Yeah. And starting another one. Another another very tradable contract, but he's still here. I'd be amazing if somehow if Marcus could play his entire career with the Celtics. That'd be pretty special. Brad loves. I mean, this is like I know there are stuff stuff out there, but like Brad Brad's always been a Marcus guy. Um, yeah, through, and, and through part, the highs and lows. 
I was going to say, part of that is that there are lows, relative right. lows. We're, talk, we're talking about basketball. But yes. like as a coach, there are going to be headaches that come with having Marcus on your team, but there are going to be so many high points. It's just a matter of whether those high points outweigh the negatives far more often than not they do. Uh, and again, I think he's the longest tenured Celtic. He is the closest thing. You know, we talk about the tradition, right? You lose, losing Danny Ainge, losing Tommy Heinsohn, you know, all, all these guys who were just big, talk about pillars, institutions, and who are con- who connected, you know, the, the current Celtics franchise to the old days. You know, Marcus Smart it probably embodies that just about as well as anyone. So I think with all this turnover that's going on right now, he is the closest thing to familiarity and to sort of being one of the cornerstones of what it means to be a Celtic. And let's hope if he, if he does get traded, we're going to assume it's for good reason, right? Yes, I, you know, I think that's, that's safe to say at this point. So, I, you know, at this point with what where, where they're headed, I don't think we're going to be – we'll be upset about saying goodbye, but it'll be worth it for what, for what the Celtics get back. Till then, we're going to enjoy Mr. Winning Plays. He, he can feel he's safe for six months at least, probably safe for far longer than that. But um, yeah. that's uh, – and we know, again, he's a – it's good for him. Like, again, he's earned that – you know, he's, he puts his – the line every night out there and it's good to see you know in a league now where not a lot of guys get to you know play more than five six years anywhere um no matter the circumstance unless you're a super duper star to have a role guy like this you know be set up for potentially 10 or 11 it's kind of it's it's a it's a fun story it's funny you think about all that you know so how long he's been here now and i was just thinking to look at like where he ranks on the all-time games played list for the Celtics, <laughs> despite being the longest, the, the, the longest tenured Celtic right now. Uh, he's got a ways to go, but that, so I, when I was looking at the, the career stats, there's also, I think steals is the other one where he is, uh, he's in the conversation of, of I think maybe getting into the top five. Uh, which uh, no, cool. That's not true. Flops. He's also in the, uh, I think he might be closer. To the top. Yeah. But they say, as they said, they didn't keep flop stats and Bill no. Russell's day. Um, <laughs> Hold on, let me, before we sign off, I'm going to find out where he is on steals. He is sixth for steals, uh, 126 behind Antoine. So wow. maybe we, he gets there this, this year if he... If he it's, that's it's, a lot. It's a lot. We'll see. Um, we have to spend 90 seconds on the big news of the day, though, which wasn't even smart. And the 48 sign-in trade. Yeah, $110,000. $110,000? Yeah, I mean... I want to see the crunch. Was that like a like 10 copy machines? Like how do they crunch those numbers to be like, all right, let's uh let's get this with you know, 110,000 to get this done. No, it's really interesting. That'll be you should you could someone someone's gotta track that down. Right. Um, follow that follow that 110. That's gonna be the secret <laughs> that unlocks that everything that Brad Stevens might be planning can be unlocked if you find out what happens to that hundred and ten thousand dollars. An extra staff member on the training staff. That is Right. Yeah, I mean, that's true. That's from. But but the the TPE lives on. Um, it is in all seriousness, uh 17.1 million. It's not the Gordon Haber 27 million dollar exception, but uh that will come in handy probably next year when they don't again the smart deal kind of ate up all their cap room for next year. But now you have this 48 TPE and you can maybe get a starting caliber player um with that type of money on the free agent market um and it it should work too with like the hard cap sign in trade situation you actually should be able to target a real free agent and not have to worry about just using it for a trade of that money so i'm i'm curious to see what they have up their sleeves with that 
I think I think we both if you if you if you took the the June versions of you, of you and I uh, and, and showed them this reality, I think we we'd both uh, be pretty impressed with what the the, the front office did and a and again yeah not too much turnover because you know it was really just Brad stand, sliding in for Danny and everything else stayed the same but in a certainly a chaotic off season, uh, the Celtics look a lot better than they did at the beginning so good for them. Yep. Making the best of a, a rough situation. So again, we'll see what it looks like on the court, but you gave yourself some options um, with these TPEs and you're taking care of the guys on your team and you have some intriguing other talent on expiring deals. So we'll, we'll see how it shakes out. But it is, like I said, it's, um, I think anyone on the, from a Celtics vantage point would have been pretty pleased with how, what this turned out. All right, so that'll do it for the Winning Place Pod. Hit us up at Winning Place Pod on Twitter. Hit Rich up at, at Rich underscore Levine. I'm at Brian T. Rob and at Mass Live. And we'll be back later this week. Huge Summer League Championship breakdown. <laughs> Just Summer League takeaways. Stay tuned. <laughs>